Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and you're here for another exhilarating, exciting <laughs> episode of What's Up in the Marriage Adventure. Do you like that? Yeah, that exhilarating. Like the, the all right, all right, all right. That is... That's McConaughey. McConaughey, yeah. Yeah, I heard on news the other day he was thinking about throwing his hat in the political ring. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. But all then these I thought, actors. I thought all the people probably said that about Reagan back in the 70s, so maybe yeah. he'll... Who knows? Yeah, okay. Who He's going to have to take a shower, though, because you know he doesn't like wear deodorant. That's gross. Yeah. Yep. And I think you used to think he was handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're so glad you're here now that we're out of our little conversation. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for joining us today. Um, so we talk a lot on the podcast. We've talked about um, Bonnie's garden and mm-hmm. the farm and different things and we just got uh done messing with the donkeys we have little three little mini donkeys and they're cute and Mm -hmm. they're awesome and seeing them run is just they get the zoomies sometimes and they just start running but bonnie in the garden you um you recently kind of had an issue in garden world well it is so hot here right now it is incredibly hot and so just it's there's just a fight right now. We're not getting a lot of rain, so there's the constant fight of making sure everything stays watered enough that it doesn't just wither and yeah. die. That's one thing. But so when I last year was a huge experiment in the garden, and it's your first year, yeah. And I took a lot of notes, and I did a lot of studying, and why did this fail, and why did that fail, and I lost a battle to um, vine borers and squash bugs last year. Ugh. And, you know, so, I, so, so prefaces, you're wanting to do an organic garden. Yep. Which, which that usually really translates in, um, dead bugs. things. Yeah. Dead things, bugs. Yeah. So I find out, oh, if you're not putting some sort of poison on it, then you're going to have to deal with the bugs. So this year I went into that knowing it and I planted extra so that I could have, I, I started earlier thinking, okay, I can get this done earlier so that. Um, you counted for the loss. I counted for the loss. I figured, but I'm, but I knew, I know that they're there. Now I know how to fight them. I know what dun, a vine dun, dun. borer is. I know what a squash bug is. So I'm going to pick them off every day. And, and I did. I was diligent and I had three incredible weeks of so many zucchini and squash. Oh, we did, man. We were overrun. Yep. I froze. I mean, I I put stuff away. I had so much. We ate stewed squash like a couple of times a week because that's the way y'all like it the best. And we grilled some and we, we did. We were enjoying a life of everything squash and zucchini. Just like the Garden of Eden. And then I walk out one day and see... One of the plants has flo- is starting to, like, they're turning colors. I was like, no, 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 bum, no. Bum, bum, bum. This is what happened last year. And so I inspect and there's like, there's no vine borer there that I know of. There, I can't see Explain any evidence. A vine borer. What a vine borer is. They, they are these little, these little bugs. And if you see them on there, then, then they are laying little microscope, like really tiny eggs around the base of your plant well I had even to avoid that 
Um, what they do, they lay the eggs there, and then they get into the squash, and they come from the inside and eat the squash from the inside of the root. Just like the alien movie we yeah. saw a couple of weeks ago. They bed their alien people in it. Oh, that's weird. That's I'm sorry. Okay, I was going off but on yeah, too. there's like these these. There's like these. They plant these little alien eggs in there, and then then if you get in there, you see they've they've turned into this larva, this bug, this worm that just eats the inside of the plant from the inside out. So you don't know until it's too too late because they're on the inside. But I knew how, I was looking for that this year. I was I was killing those bugs. There's also the um the uh, squash bug and they lay more visible eggs on the leaves and I was picking those off I was doing everything I could and what like, about the ones that got on the corn what were those the corn yeah they were on the corn last stalks. year yeah oh yeah last year that was um um beetle, Japanese beetles I don't do much in the Japanese beetles last year but I moved the corn where it wasn't near the peach trees because the peach trees were attracting them and I just let them have the peach trees this it's year very complicated very complicated but Anyway, I once I figured out what I'm fighting, I'm like, okay, I can I can do this. I can and I did for a good three weeks. And then I start seeing they're doing weird things. What are these like diamond shape like things on the vines that the color that's discolored and what is happening? And so I start researching. It's not bugs. What'd you find out? It was something called Plestosporium blight. Plectosporium blight. That was what Ple- I was going to guess. Plectosporium blight. Never in my life have I heard of such a thing, but it's a disease. It's a disease on it. It's it's just a disease that outbreaks, and it's kind of has to do with high humility and, and certain humility, temperature. Humidity. Humidity, not humility. <laughs> They're very humble bugs. They are. But... <laughs> And so it's, it's says, not a bug, though, is it? No, it's like just like a bacteria kind of thing. And so then I start research. Okay, well, how do I avoid that? Well, then I start reading. This pathogen has been reported to survive in crop residue in the soil for up to three years. What? So, yeah, it can be. It's exactly like that alien movie. <laughs> They've been here for thousands of years. They just implanted. Yes. So it's saying to rotate out of any kind of like curcubit, which is like a type of like, it's like, okay, so we all know things, what that is. <laughs> well, it's things like squash that have vines or cucumbers I can't plant there. I can't really put green beans there. Things that have vines that are going to. So what can you plant there in the next two years? I don't years? know. I, I'm going to try carrots. We'll see. But pro- it's supposed to probably just lie open. I probably shouldn't, but it's like. A huge portion of my garden. So yeah, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I fight this one thing or two things, two enemies all summer, only to lose it to something I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. It was like this invisible enemy enemy that I had no idea was even there. And so then I was so discouraged. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm losing them to that. So I just, I'm like, well, I'll just keep picking the squash that are there until it's done. And I, I would rip them out as they would go. And by the end, wouldn't you know it, that, that I even found vine borers in them because I stopped worrying about that too. So I even lost to those two. After all. Oh, yep. Bonnie. I know. I'm I know. so sorry. I know. I know. It's heartbreaking, right? Can, can you imagine, though, what farmers that really make them? I mean, this, yeah, this I know. just kind of. This is. This is you know, a for hobby. Us, it's a and, hobby. And it, it helps. Feeds our family a little bit in the grocery Could store. You imagine it helps, the farmers. That, that's why we have chemicals. <laughs> that's exactly right. Because it, it saves. The, you know, you can't. can't. So that's it. Was 
And and so frustrating. I think a key thing there was you got so discouraged you stopped fighting them. Yeah, I just stopped fighting. I was like, well, I can't beat that enemy, so I'm just gonna quit fighting the others too and just give in and let it go. Did you start using chemicals? No, I just no. pulled them all up. I threw them Did all you away. Stick into your convictions. Yeah, but I threw them all away, and then there's no crop. There's no fruit at all Mm-mm. because they're gone. So. You know, I was out there so frustrated that day pulling things out. And I and I remember telling you, I, how can I win a battle when I don't even know that there's an enemy there? That no. I don't know the real enemy. How can I win it? And it just really, you know, it translates. It made me think about marriage and mm. how couples spend so much time fighting each other over things that we think are the main thing. And trying to win. And you're, the, you're in the wrong. I'm in the right. And just fighting over this or fighting over that. And at the end of the day, we've got the wrong enemy. Well, and it's, it's, I have couples that come and they'll literally start arguing in, in front of me. So it's basically the argument that happened in their kitchen the night before now translates in front of me. And I'm now just a witness. Like I'm, I'm not really in, I mean, they don't even, I think they forget that I'm there for Mm -hmm. a moment and they start arguing Mm -hmm. and, and then it, it, it progresses from, and this is how it happens in marriage, right? Yeah. It progresses from one topic to the next topic to the yep. next. Oh, let me go back 10 years. Let me go back 15 years, drag this into it. And we forget what we're even talking about, mm-hmm. much less mm-hmm. who the enemy is. So if you saw the, you know, obviously you clicked on the podcast today, you're watching it, you're listening to it. And the topic for today is know your enemy. Because if you don't know who your right. your real enemy is, then how do we win? And I think often we view our spouse yeah. as the enemy. Well, it's easier to view you as the enemy than take responsibility and make it, me think I'm the enemy. I mean, because I'm right. I've got my yeah. ideas. Mm-hmm. I know what I like. I know what I dislike. I know that you're the problem. You've got to be the enemy. It's got to be you because it's certainly not me. Yeah. And there, are, and listen, there are times in, in marriage, I'm the problem. It's yeah. 100% my fault. Or there's times you're the problem. It's 100% right. your fault. Sometimes it's just both of us. It's our vantage point. Mm -hmm. But I think if the topic of today's podcast is if we even dig deeper, if we even dig Mm -hmm. further, we'll find that there's there's an enemy greater than just your spouse. Absolutely. So Ephesians six twelve, almost says six two. Ephesians six twelve says, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, meaning you." Uh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What does that verse tell us, Bob? Whew, that's loaded. What it's saying is that my spouse is not my enemy. My spouse is not the one that I'm ultimately fighting against, but I there is a sneaky and at the core, I mean, I would, you're not evil, <laughs> but our enemy is evil. Mm-hmm. And if he can be I, sneaky enough to make me think you're the enemy, then he's deflected. I, I can be selfish. I can too, certainly. That's that's called flesh. That's me yes. wanting my way. So let's define, uh, the Apostle Paul used the word flesh a lot. There were mm-hmm. times that scripture in the New Testament uses flesh to mean flesh and bone. Well, like he said skin. flesh and blood here. And flesh yep. and blood, right. Yep, in that verse. But um, but there's other times in certain translations the Apostle Paul is talking about flesh. And some translations 
it doesn't say the word flesh. It says old nature. Mm. And I think that's, that's very descriptive. So what, when we talk about our flesh or mm-hmm. when Apostle Paul is talking about our flesh, what's he talking about? He's, it's that old nature that we used to have mm-hmm. prior to being adopted into the family of God, prior to following after Christ, prior to us becoming Christians. We had this old nature that was cut off from God, that was, that was corrupt, that was selfish, mm-hmm. and then it was that's replaced. How we met, that's how we met our needs. That's how we met our needs. It's how our mind, will, and emotions got our needs met, our soul mm-hmm met its needs through our flesh. It's the only way we had. Mm-hmm. It's the only option we had. My emotions yep. manipulated this situation. My will, you know, just fought for self-preservation, mm-hmm. um, different things like that. But then I step into Christ. Mm-hmm. I become a Christian. He comes and he lives within me. He replaces that old nature with a brand new nature, the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. He takes that sin nature out and puts a righteous nature in me. That's not, that's a lot of people um, may not trans, may not understand that. They think we have two natures mm. warring against each other. No, we have the righteousness of Christ. We don't have that sin nature, but we do have the ability to live according to the old nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. like we, we're living like we still have that nature. Well, we didn't get a new, new mind and new. It didn't erase all our past experiences. It didn't erase how we remember that we get our needs met. Right. We're we're learning to live according to our new nature, according in Christ. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get all that old stuff erased. That's that's what's called renewing our minds. Mm-hmm. So it's a process. But our flesh still wants to step in sometimes. So it's when we're our flesh basically to put it. Long story short, it's any time I'm living independent of Christ. Mm-hmm. And trying to live independent to get my needs met. Yep. Instead of living dependent on him for my needs, I live independent to try to get my needs met. Reverting to the old old, old self. So, um, so there we are have times two, we have that, that our flesh is the thing that's absolutely. causing, that's the troublemaker in the relationship. It's our flesh. I'm being selfish. Mm-hmm. I want my way, my rights. Me, me, me. Yeah. So let's talk for a second. How do we... If we have this issue, mm-hmm. how do we handle this issue? I think number one is when we get in an argument with our spouse, we have to be able to move through it. Mm-hmm. So in marriage, you're going to argue, you're going to fight. A lot of people, they, they, they think, oh, we don't have a good marriage because we constantly disagree. No, that's called mm-hmm. being human. Right. So in marriage, you're going to ha- argue, you're going to fight. Not like fist fight. I don't mean that way. Um, but the true measure of a healthy marriage is how quickly you can forgive mm-hmm. and move forward through the disagreement. Not that you don't have a disagreement, because sometimes that problem solves. Mm-hmm. You know, we disagree on things. Well, good. We get to dig in and figure out the right way to do it. It usually brings clarity. Brings clarity. Mm-hmm. It, it allows me to know you deeper mm-hmm. and for you to understand me deeper. And there's not a bad thing there. But... A true sign of a healthy marriage is how quickly we can mm-hmm. forgive and move through that disagreement. Uh, I think a great illustration of that is um, is is like fitness. Man, when I'm when I'm I can tell that I'm out of shape when I lose my breath easy and I'm hunched over, hands on knees, and it takes me a few minutes to get my heart rate back down. Yeah, but I can tell when I'm in really good shape. When 
I don't lose my breath easy, and I re- I regain a proper heart rate yeah. quickly. And I think that's the kind of a, a similar thing. I think we can tell spirit or health in a marriage when we can forgive, mm-hmm. move through it. You're going to have uh, the adre- adrenaline rushes where you're pushing hard and you're yes. both button heads and all of that. and But being able to calm and come back. And, and not stuff it. No, 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 no. Not stuff it, but work handle it, it. Mm-hmm. work through it, offer mm-hmm. grace, offer mercy, um, own your stuff, mm-hmm. uh, look at your perspective, their perspective, and work through it. Yep. And this is bar- largely based on, I think, three things. I think one, our emotional maturity. Yeah. Um, as a human is how emotionally mature we are. Um, and it's that ability to bounce, mm-hmm. to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have an argument, I can forgive, move through it, and I don't hold on to that grudge. I can I can bounce back pretty quick. I think we're better at that in our 40s than we were in our um in our 20s. Uh, well, you're in your 40s. So I'm in my 40s. So, yes, thank you for <laughs> but, bringing that but up. But emotional maturity comes with age a lot of times and learning how to relate to each other. We've worked through a lot of things emotionally. So my past, we've got a lot more history and experience of learning how to emotionally control ourselves. And there's just some stuff I just don't care about as much anymore (laughs) that I used to get. I used to care a lot about. Um, I I think that comes through emotional maturity. I also think it comes through spiritual maturity. Um, The deeper we walk with Christ, the more we allow Christ to be lived in and through us. Mm -hmm. Uh, not relying on the flesh, but living dependent on Christ uh, daily. Um, and that helps control our emotional maturity. That yes, brings emotional maturity. And then I think the third thing that, that helps us to move through it is our connection as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, connection is one of the most important factors of a marriage. And what I mean, what do I mean by connection? I mean that um, that friendship that we've mm-hmm. developed that care that I've developed, that I care more about you than I do the issue at Mm -hmm. hand, or I care more about you than I care about me Mm. winning. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's that emotional connection, friendship connection, physical connection. If we're, if we're connected, then we have a, we have a lot easier time moving through stuff. But if we're disconnected, uh, just like with the spirit, Man, I'm, if I'm disconnected from him, can't trust. Boy, howdy. Him. Yeah. So I think number one is uh, in helping your vine borers and all your hmm. gardens. Move, being able to move through it. What's yep. the What's the second thing there? Well, then it's super important, and that's what we've called it today: is know your enemy, and that's what we talked about. We're not wrestling against each other. Truly, I'm going to say there, and we've said this time and time again. But if you're not aware of a spiritual reality. There is a spiritual reality that is far bigger than the physical that we see. And we're in scripture says, and we read it, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against the forces of this world, principalities, spiritual darkness that wants to come against us because the enemy, the devil hates God and he hates hates us, hates us because we are his children. We are, and we're the betrothed to Christ and he wants to destroy us. And uh, John 10, 10 says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. And I, I, that's huge. I like the word only. That's his only mission is to steal our joy and our our peace and all the things God's put in our heart to kill us. And destroy our influence. And destroy. Mm. Yep. It's like I think about the, the 
whatever that pathogen was in the garden that just, I mean, it just comes through and just flattens and takes every ounce of nutrient out of that plant so it can no longer produce fruit. And what's what's amazing is when you look at your garden a month ago, man, it was overflowing. It yes. was gorgeous. Abundance. It really was beautiful. Mm-hmm. All the varieties of plants, you could walk in among it. Life to the fullest. Life to the fullest. It was busting the seams. Yes. And and then just two weeks later, uh-huh. it's a barren... I mean, you've got uh, half of your garden now yep. is just gone. Yep. It's dirt. Mm-hmm. It's tilled over dirt. We've tilled it over. And it, it is that is a really... Um, poignant picture mm-hmm. of what it can look like from to go from just overflowing life abundance mm-hmm. to the enemy can come in and just take it out yeah well and it's flatten that it. and and like those vine borers just start destroying the inside the new it sucks all the nutrients out so that no fruit can be produced mm. and I think that happens with the enemy where he comes in and he sucks all the life out of us because we're so entangled emotionally with each other and fighting here that we can no longer bear the fruit of Christ in our life, in our marriage. We can't we can't empathize. We can't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things with each other, with our children, with the people around us because we're consumed. We're being consumed from the inside out and it's destructive to to our hearts so we can no longer produce fruit. Well, then he's one. Well, and First Peter 5.8 gives a great illustration of that. It, when it says, you said being consumed from the inside yeah. out, it's, it's like some, it says be sober-minded. Mm-hmm. So when I think of somebody that's not sober, they're drunk or they're, they're high on yeah. some kind of, something from the inside is controlling is them. controlling them. And that verse says, be sober-minded. Don't let something else can control you, yeah. but be watchful mm-hmm. and look out for those things. And the sad thing is you were looking out. Yep, You were looking out for those. You were trying to do your best, but he came in at a came way in. you didn't know. Yep. And it says in that verse, it says your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, lion seeking someone to devour he's just that's his mission he He is finding someone to destroy to chew up and spit out and to keep us from producing fruit you may be listening today thinking i'm that person i'm right now he's chewing me up and spitting me out Mm -hmm. so what can we do once if we know who our enemy is we know it's the devil we know it's not our spouse what can we do to Mm -hmm. move forward in this because we can get stuck in thinking our spouse is the devil and we, I mean, <laughs> that you're the devil, not the devil, the devil. And we go at each other and we have lost our focus. We've lost our, many times people lose their marriage. Then they've lost their ministry. They've oh, lost yeah. their family. They've lost everything because we are so consumed with fighting each other that we've taken our eye off the ball and we don't know the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, we have to lock arms with each other. Mm-hmm. And we do this in a number of ways, but you and your spouse need to work together to devise an offensive strategy, yeah. a, an offensive attack against the enemy and your own selfishness. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you do that by living on mission. And how do we live on mission? Well, this is a great time to tell you guys about the Marriage Adventure book. What is the Marriage Adventure book? It's a book we came out with uh, a year or two ago, and it's Discovering 
God's mission for your marriage. And man, life, God created, God created marriage for more exciting things than just living together for 50 years, to buy homes, to have kids, to raise children, to manage life day to day. He, uh, he created it for you to live on mission and to, to, to make a difference in the world. And one of the great byproducts, Bonnie, we've seen from living on mission, developing a mission statement, core values for our family, is that it helps us to work together as a team. And we have teamwork. And then that teamwork develops this intimate friendship. It bonds our hearts together. And then it, it, it overflows in this intimate relationship. And so you can pick up the book on Amazon. Just type in The Marriage Adventure, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. Type in our names, Daniel Bonnie Hoover. Or you can go to themarriageadventure.com and find it there in our store. So once you have decided to lock arms and to live on mission and to devise this strategy to work together against your enemy, what does that look like? I think there are a few quick things we can throw out, just a couple of tips here that can help you. The first is to guard against known attacks. I think we all know that there are our weaknesses. We tend to avoid those and, and the things like, okay, I know that we. it's not smart for one of us to be – you know, to ride in a car with the opposite sex that's not our mm-hmm. our, parent, our spouse. Our, spa- our spouse or our parent and right. our child. and Alone. Alone, right. And so we put up hedges. There's just not, you know, there are known attacks, ways we know the devil will attack marriage in general. We know that because we've seen it in other couples that it's not wise for us to spend an, an overly abundant amount of time with another couple without any guardrails in place Mm -hmm. because I see a lot of affairs happen between friendships of families and couples that let their guard down yeah and uh and it's and that's a dangerous dangerous place and so those are just some things that we know I also know that there's nothing good for me to do after you go to bed on the computer Right. right there's just too much temptation there and I'm a guy and guys if you're if, if you're a guy and you're living in this age, listen, it's just, it's everywhere. It's too available. Porn is everywhere. And um, and so I just know that's a place mm-hmm. I don't need to go. So how do we combat that? We go to bed at the same time mm-hmm. together. We put filters we on put the computers. We put filters on the computers, on the phones. You hold the passwords. You yep. can see every website I look at. Yep. And, uh, and those are just ways that we help combat that. Yep. That's the squash bug. We know that's going to be an that's attack. Right. That's, that's right. We know the devil's going to try to come in that way. It's a front door, and so we, I, it's not sneaky. So, no, And I think you need to sit down as a, as a couple, maybe on a date night or sometime, and identify those areas. Maybe yes. listen to this podcast together, and then talk about it. Identify those areas, and how can we put up fences, hedges, mm-hmm. things that's just prudent. Yep. I mean, you would never go to bed and leave your front door wide open. Right. It's just not wise. And so you put locks on your doors, put locks on your doors. We guard against the known attacks. And the second thing is be humble in our strengths Mm. because too many times we get cocky and think, oh, that would never happen to me. We hear stories. And I know you do too. You hear stories every few weeks of some, oh, this marriage has failed or this person did this stupid thing and now it's causing devastation in the marriage. And you're like, okay, well, that would never happen to me. Be very careful with that I, we can mm-hmm. ne- that could never happen to us um, because pride pride goes before destruction and 1 Corinthians 10:12 through 13 says so if you think you're standing firm be careful that you don't fall because why 
no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. So, in other words, temptation's common to everybody. Everybody goes through it, whether That's whether right. you're you think you're strong or weak, you're mm-hmm. going to be tempted. He'll give you a way out, but don't don't be cocky thinking that could never happen to me. I could never. I mean, I, I we get quick to judge people. We, don't do, we do, we do. So be humble in your strengths, mm-hmm. and but play to those strengths. Mm-hmm. Keep keep working on your marriage. If you've got a great strong marriage, then embrace that. Keep connecting and do mm-hmm. that. But but don't ever think that could never happen to me because then the devil is sneaky. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think the third thing is uh, we've got to remember we're on the same team. Yeah. Man, I mean, there's times that a couple will be going at it, and I'll just pause and I'll say, you're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. You're on the same team. Yeah. And uh, and this is, seems like a silly exercise, but sometimes when they're going at it, talking about an issue that they can identify, mm-hmm. um, I'll have them sit, and typically they're not on the same couch. <laughs> they're in yeah. separate chairs facing each other, almost like going to battle, I'm facing you. And so some, what I'll have them do is I'll have them sit, one sit on a you know, a couch or a chair, another uh, side by side, Mm -hmm. maybe on the sofa together, side by side. And then I'll write down the name of what the issue is they're arguing about, arguing about, and I'll put it in front of them on the back of a chair in front of them so that they're not arguing face to face with each other. They're arguing towards that topic. And that's just a real visual symbol of we're shoulder to shoulder here. We're on Mm -hmm. the same team. We're not battling Mm -hmm. each other. We're battling that. Yep. And we need to work together to find win-win solutions to conquer that, not conquer each other. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's a big thing is just remembering you're on the same team. Why do we forget that? Well, because we're selfish. It goes back to what you were talking about earlier, the flesh. We feel like we have to win. We feel like we get in the heat of the moment and that adrenaline we have a tendency that that adrenaline comes in there to tell you there's danger, danger, danger. Well, we're feeling danger to our our personhood at that moment. We're feeling danger to our emotions, danger mm-hmm. that I'm going to lose a, a battle here. So I'm feeling that. So my tendency is either going to be fight or flight. I'm either going to fight you mm-hmm. to win, which makes you my enemy, mm-hmm. or I'm going to run away from you because I feel like I'm being pressed in a corner by an enemy. So mm-hmm. um, that's why we do that. And it's that uh, we just... it's that flesh, that human, mm-hmm. we we don't like to lose. But you know, if you've ever watched a movie where, or a TV show where you've got a, a team, you've got a couple that's that they're um, that they're both you know they're both armed and they're like okay get back to back because we're gonna face it no if it comes from that direction you get it if it comes from this direction I'll get it and sometimes it's coming from all directions yeah. and you see them spinning and like we saw it last and, night it was a spy movie or a TV show we yeah. were watching and these two they got back to back and. All the, the, the bad guys came in and kind yep. of surrounded them, and they just kind of picked them off and spun around. That's, That's right. Cool. And then there was another show we were watching. It was a Western, and they, they took, um, I was at movie 18 or 1923, Three. whatever, and uh, and they were getting attacked. 18. And um, I can't remember which was, eight, 19, 18, 18 And so, um, so anyway, so they were getting attacked, and they said, get the, get the uh, wagons and huddle in, a, in, a, in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so they did, and then they all began to shoot in a 360-degree yeah. circle, and they had a plan of attack. And I think that's a great illustration for our marriage, is that we've got to remember we're on the same team, and we have to stand back-to-back to fight this enemy. Yep. And that means standing back-to-back is, I'm aware of these areas that I know I'm weak, you're aware of these areas you know you're weak, 
And, and gonna, I know you're blindside, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have your back in that. I'm yeah. gonna protect you in that, and you protect me in those mm-hmm. areas. You know, I'm weak, and and sometimes we step in for each other because we know, hey, beware. Hey, have you thought about that lady's texting you? That that seems a little off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we're sharing those with each other, and you're like, yeah, that's weird. I'm not gonna, you know, it is after eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's kind of strange. So we protect each other in that, and we're just like, okay. You may not see this, but I see this for you. Mm-hmm. So we're protecting each other's blind side. Aren't we? I've got your back and you've got mm-hmm. mine. And So like if there's a big old thing of ice cream, I know that's <laughs> a weak spot for yeah. you. And so I should just eat it so yes. you don't have to. Protect me from myself. And it protects myself. you. And I would do that for you, I know you anytime. Would. I know you would. Looking at your yep. back. So. I know. So this is good. Uh, I hope you got a lot out of this episode today. And listen, if you're enjoying the podcast, shoot us a note at Daniel at the Marriage Adventure or Bonnie at the Marriage Adventure, an email. Or you can reach out to us on social at the Marriage Adventure, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, check out our YouTube channel. Y'all have a great, great week. Oh.